Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Go ahead and take your time, Myra. Just look. <laughs> uh, you guys are usually you usually inter- are bantering, and I was waiting for a bad dad joke or something. No, but that was funnier than hell, right there. <laughs> Just get, yeah, just drag it out. Just drag, drag it out, Myra. <laughs> Waiting for the spontaneous chit chat to kick off. They, yeah, I just, I'm not used to, to being in the spotlight here because you guys are all usually stealing it from me. But anyway, good morning, everybody. Here we are. She's got issues. Nice recovery, man. Well done. Good morning to you, too. And welcome to at least the 80th and maybe more episode of No More Leadership BS. Maybe more. And if you had to be here with me in the green room before this, you would truly know what I have to put up with. So no, you just got a little piece of it. You just got a little piece of it. And I'll go around and introduce the perpetrators with us this morning. <laughs> all, of, all the way from, from Hawaii is Mr. Jeff Geyer of Phoenix Coaching. Jeff, check in with us. Hey, how's everybody doing? I, for the record, want to clearly state, listen to me now. I am not a perpetrator. (laughs) (laughs) What are you then? You introduced us as, yeah, as perpetrators. I'm not a perpetrator. I don't even, (laughs) how many P's does perpetrator have in it, Sam? I don't know. (laughs) No, good. How's everybody doing? This is. Yeah, we're starting to lose count on how many episodes we've done. It's 80 plus or whatever, and it doesn't really matter. The things for me are there's a a group of very experienced leaders here sharing our wisdom and knowledge and having fun while we're doing it. And that's there's a couple of takeaways in there, dear listener, that just pay attention to the people that have gone before you because clues are left behind by success. And there's a bunch of success on this podcast. So let's get going, Myra, huh? All right. Next, we'll talk to Dr. Sam Jennings, who just made a big move in his life. How are you doing, Sam? Doing well. Made an adjustment, so I'm out of the carfus, at least for the time being, until who knows what may happen. <laughs> and all separated role. And as far as Geyer's comment about perpetrator situation, I wouldn't say I've done a perp walk, per se. More of a <laughs> saunter, sachet kind of guy. Amble. It's like I know probably just kind of strolling on in. Um, I'm happy to be here and uh, can't wait to have our conversation. <laughs> and we're happy to have you. Insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we have the terrible twin, Jeff Conroy and Geoff are both in the same place, which I pity Jeff's wife. But. Just once. Yeah, both. <laughs> he answers Jeff yes. Conroy. We're upstairs drinking. <laughs> of Conroy Leadership Development. How are you this morning, sir? Of Conroy Leadership Consulting. It's only been, what, four years? It's all Consulting. good. It's development it, too, isn't it? It's in development. It's good to be here this morning. I get to sit here next to my friend, Mr. McLaughlin, and uh, it has been a serious discussion all morning, Myra. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Gosh, I'd hate to see what the opposite of serious was in your definition. Take a stab at it, Geoff. Mr. Geoff from Professionals of Play, who just returned from a really interesting conference. Oh, yeah. I just got to be an MC at a conference over in uh, Michigan. Flew 13 hours to get there because, you know, you, there's no direct flights from a small airport to a smaller airport, which is always an adventure. Spoke for nine hours and facilitated learning, had a great time. Then my phone died. And I don't know if anybody has ever tried to travel in these days and times in a city that you've never been in without a cell phone. And it was, a, it was quite the adventure, but I made it back. And at some point here in the near future, I will actually have cellular technology again because I'm going on the road tomorrow again. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do honestly without a cell phone? And it's one of the things we are taking for granted nowadays is we can just look at our phone and, and be told where to go, where we're at, or order our food. This, it's, it literally rules our lives. I hope you get back in the stream of things soon, Gios, because Me we too, don't want to lose, lose you. Yeah. I, we don't want to lose hard. you. Yeah. It is really challenging. You realize how incredibly dependent you oh, are. Oh, how bad. Darn little advice. Although I will say it's been really nice to not have a cell phone and to be able to just go and do things and not have to worry about people calling me or texting me or doing anything like that. That part's been pretty nice. It's, it reminds me of a time that I left my phone at home at, when I was a realtor and can't be a realtor without a phone. You just, it is, and it was so nice. I didn't go back and get it. I spent all day doing other stuff. Cause I could still see my emails and like that, but I couldn't talk on the, it was great. So I understand that. So we are all here this morning and I am Myra Hall. I am with We Point Coaching Group and we're getting close to Thanksgiving. And we have, it's a time of year when we've been just a little bit being thankful for what we, and obviously I'm very thankful that I've got these four friends that we have grown up together, it seems like, in the last couple of years as we put this podcast together. Love, love you guys. And as I was getting ready for this, it struck me is what is the definition of thankful? And you think you know what it is. You think, oh yeah, I'm thankful. But what does that really mean? And I was surprised when I looked it up. Actual definition out of Merriam-Webster is expressing gratitude and relief. Boom. Relief. Relief from what? Geoff was just saying he was thankful he didn't have his phone with him. The phone didn't work because he didn't, he wasn't constantly bombarded. So he was relieved from this constant being able to be reached, which can be very wearing. So there's a really good example of it. Also, it made me think that if we are relieved from something, then shouldn't we feel blessed from it. If we have escaped some circumstances that otherwise we could have had, Geoff, you could have been stuck at the airport because you didn't know what gate to get on. Or you're, there's so many things that can happen. And so we're relieved of that. We're thankful that you still made it home again. I'm thankful that Geoff made it home, was able to make it here today. But going the next step on that, and this is what I'd like to talk about today, is if you are thankful, then have you been blessed? And if you've been blessed, are you obligated by the very fact of being blessed to pass it on? 
because you've been relieved from something. The opposite of this is entitlement. If you are thankful and you don't share your blessings, then you're not thankful. You're entitled. An example of that, and I'll just throw this out here and then I'll start around to you guys, is we get in the car and we go to the store. Are we thankful that we got there? Not particularly expected to get there because we bought our car, we put gas in our car, we take care of our car. Therefore, we're entitled to get to the store. You can get bigger on that. You can get your, if you are a successful business person, are you blessed? Are you thankful for your blessings or are you entitled to it because you worked hard, you went to college, you sacrificed, and this is yours. You're not uh, obligated to share that blessing. So I know that's going to give you something to think about. I'm looking forward to to your rebuttals or your examples. What say you, Dr. Sam? What say me? There's a, a lot going on there because we can discuss feeling thankful and feeling grateful, but the expression of it, I think, usually takes a back seat, maybe even people seats up in the stadium and barely gets to see the show. And while people may have those feelings saying so, can be uncomfortable for weird reasons. Can you say somebody, thank you, but what do they say? Oftentimes, no problem or it's nothing. They diminish it, which is fine, but it's that default setting of, it's just not important. And being able to accept that thanks as well as give it is going to be that two-way street or to make sure that we're giving and receiving gratitude and thanks. So to that point, one thing I do with my clients, have a session, write up the notes and send them a note by email or a sentence every time. Thank you for our session. And I really do mean it because I appreciate their willingness to put aside their busyness, have a deep conversation with me, hopefully have a or an aha or two in the end of the process. And they've entrusted me with that time to make useful for them. And I really do appreciate that they've made that sacrifice of their time and investment. So yeah, I say thank you. And hopefully they're able to receive in the way that it's intended. As far as the things that we just expect, like you described, it's easy to bypass those. I'm not suggesting we should thank every movement every day. Oh, I'm so glad I can walk up those stairs. Sure. But if it's something you do all the time, we don't need to be buried in it. We just need to be aware that we have the abilities to do things we want to do. So the gratitude and the thanks, say so. If somebody helps you out, say it. Appreciate it. Thank you. And whatever it is that makes sense for you to express that feeling, let it out there. Worst case scenarios, they go, yeah. And that's as bad as it's going to get. <laughs> okay. And that's a really good point is just merely expressing it. So many of us just don't take the time to do that or forget to do it. We just expect people to realize that we're thankful. I think that is probably one of the biggest irritations that I have is that if I work hard to put a nice meal on the table and nobody says anything, no, thank you. No, just are you going to do the dishes now? That's, <laughs> that is, it's expected and I expect to do it. But every once in a while, it would feel pretty good just for somebody to say, because I could. Hit, be hit by a Mac truck and somebody else they have to fix their dinner, then they'd be in trouble. Yeah, oh, of course they could eat cereal. But that that's an extreme <laughs> example. <laughs> the point there is not actually, and it's important to say thank you to the people that, you know, that have blessed you. But more importantly, it's important to to 
be thankful in your mind. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and I'm going to go to Jeff Geyer next, is you can't be thankful and hateful at the same time. It is literally impossible for your brain to hold both of them. You cannot. It's in, it, it is in, it's an impossibility. So with that in mind, Jeff, how does that take us farther into thankfulness? Yeah, Myra, kind of like Dr. Sam, I'm thinking about all kind, kinds of things, but dovetail on what Sam was talking about and then go a, a different way. But just saying thankful or you know, to people that have helped you as an example, and this is fresh in my mind, I got off a six hour airplane ride yesterday when we landed here in, in, in beautiful Kona, Hawaii. And the pilot, as they do stand at the front of the plane, this guy was actually outside. And when I walked by, as I always do, said, hey, thanks for the ride. And he looked at me and he goes, hey, I appreciate that. And so I stopped and said, no, seriously, man, thanks for getting us here safely. And he said, you would not believe how many people act like I'm not even here. And I said, well, I see you, brother, and thanks for the ride. And that's somebody whose business is to bless people by keeping them alive. We didn't end up in the Pacific Ocean. But one of the things I think that's at the top of my mind right this moment is one of the definitions of being thankful is the consciousness or being conscious of a benefit received. And we always think that being thankful maybe should be thankful for good things. And I'm training my brain and I think we're human, so I'm not perfect at this. Don't I hope it doesn't come across that I am. But I want to be conscious of the benefit received, whether that's a positive thing or what we would consider a negative thing. There are benefits in the challenges, certainly in leadership, in the challenges that come our way. And if we're conscious of those, the benefits of those things that are bringing, that those, those experiences result in, then we're thankful for them. And then like Dr. Sam was talking about, to actually say it and show people and act like it. And maybe the first person we need to show is ourselves. So take a good look in the mirror and every morning maybe and just take a minute or so and be conscious of all of the benefits that you're receiving, whether they feel like they're victories or they're challenges, they all are going to benefit you and we should be thankful for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a good point and goal that you brought up by thanking him for the right. That's such a good example of you paid for it. You expect to get there and you expect to do it without bumps and harsh stops and drops and all that kind of stuff. And just getting there is, should be, and safely, is something to be grateful for. Very definitely. But the next part of that is people want to be appreciated. That's a number one need is be appreciated. Jeff Conroy, I know that this is your expertise is appreciating people and especially in a leadership position. So tell us how this has benefited your growth and your learning as you go along just by, by telling people that you appreciate them. I'm still reeling on Mr. Geyer's comment of grateful for benefits received. And I 100% agree with that. When people do anything for me, say anything positive to me, social media stuff, when people write nice things about you on social media, take the time to wish you happy birthday or anything like that. They're taking time out of their day, as minuscule as it is, to think of you, to say thank you. 
And I'm incredibly appreciative of that. So when Geyer said thankful for benefits received, I think that's what we should be grateful for is when people take the time out of their day to think about in some way. It could be checking you out at the grocery store. It could be bringing you another water at a restaurant. It could be you drop something and someone helps pick it up for you. It's You should be grateful that people are kind enough to think about you for that moment. And for me, I always try to look at telling, finding ways to tell people, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I said it before. The only thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is when people say, no problem. And I know we can get the whole different discussion, but it's still a rub for me. No problem. You know, giving a kidney's a problem. <laughs> Pouring me water is not a problem, but I get it. It's generational. I get it. But to me, it's always be grateful for, to acknowledge that those people take a moment out of their day to do something for you or think about you because everyone else is going at a hundred miles an hour in a fast food society. And if they're going to slow down enough to think about you and wish you happy birthday or pick something up that you dropped off the ground or run your groceries through the cash register, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. And so many times we expect people to birthdays. I mean, Facebook has it right out there, you know, that's, which is awesome. They yeah. still can choose not to tell you happy birthday, but times when we are not feeling well, we're ill. Maybe we have a need that we haven't expressed and it's, and somebody picks up on it. Somebody says, so you're on my mind. I just felt like reaching out and to, do you need something? And that is to me is a tremendous, they thought about me. It, and, Tremendously grateful, whether I have a need that I can, they can help me with or not. It's encouraging just to, I'm, to go back to our original definition, you're relieved. I'm relieved that nobody is, cares about me, which is huge. That's getting touchy feely, but it is, we want people to care and, and just to acknowledge that we exist. But Geoff, I'm going to go to you because you're, the, I believe the baby of the group. I think you're the youngest. So you're you're the closest to, uh, to what people, the generation that people says are in hiding. And entitlement to me is the opposite of gratitude because you, there's nobody to appreciate. You just deserve it because you're you. Why do you think that is? What, what is happening in our culture? And as a leader, what do you think we can do about it? Oh boy, that's a really loaded question. That could be an entire episode just in itself. Uh, Give us a, a brief one and maybe we'll do that the next one. Who knows? Uh, so I will say that all of us grew up at a time without cell phones or technology that connected us all the time to everyone. The good old days when you can get away with stuff because nobody recorded it. Yeah. But John, there is no, <laughs> the stupid things in high school and the first part of my college career. It's part of it is that immediate culture. Like, Conroy said that we have this fast food culture where everything is right now. And there's this expectation from young people that everything will happen right away. I've got a lot of family that are younger than me, substantially younger than me. And you see that attitude of, and it's just the expectation, the way that they grew up because they've had everything at their fingertips from the time they were born. 
And when you are used to that, there's an expectation that everything will happen that quickly. And so there's when it doesn't happen. This week, I traveled, spoke at a conference. I showed up at the airport. I'd already prepaid for my car. And I show up and get in line and they say, we don't have any cars. I was like, well, I already paid for a car. So what are we going to do? They're like, we'll get you a car as fast as we can, but there's about 10 people in line in front of you. So we're going to say it's going to be about a half hour. So in parlance, in airport talk, that's at least an hour. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll just get on my phone over here and do some work. So I again had my cell phone, which I was grateful for because I could actually connect with people. And I waited for an hour and 20 minutes and ended up having a great conversation with another guy waiting for his car. A couple of us bonded and we had laughs over the fact that here we are at an airport at a car rental place uh, and we're in the queue or actually in the line for getting a car. And we looked and there's probably 40 people in line at the same place waiting to get a car. And I thought, boy, those guys are going to have a really hard day. But at the same time, we were grateful that we'd already gotten there. We were in the queue that we were going to get a car eventually. And so that expression of being patient just being able to be like, okay, cool. They're doing what they can. It's not the guy at the counter's fault. It's not the person who's running the computer there. It's just the way the system works sometimes. And so having an understanding, having grace, I think goes a long way with gratitude. Amen. And that's a big thing because most people, I fully expect people to be on the road to be competent drivers. And that's my fault for having that expectation. Come on, you go anywhere and you're like, wow, I, this is just amazing. I can't believe there are bad drivers everywhere. But at the same time, I'm safe. I'm getting to where I need to go. I haven't gotten any wrecks, knock on wood, knock on wood. And, but you, that express, ex, the expectation, I think is what a lot of people get mixed up in. When their expectations don't get met, they get angry, frustrated, they get out of gratitude and into that sense of entitlement. I did this, so I should get this. A lot of times, guess what? Everybody else is doing that. So you're going to get what everybody else gets. But if you go above and beyond, if you do the best that you can and then some, now you're going to look at, wow, wow, that person really sticks out. So like when Geyer just said, thank you for getting us here safely, that expression of gratitude, that moment in t- time is your most valuable asset you have. You can always make more money. You can't make more time. And everybody has a finite amount of time on this planet. You never know what it is. So the expression of gratitude, of thankfulness to other people, giving them that moment of time and recognizing what somebody has done is absolutely important and integral to building societal teams. It is that expression. You said it very early that, you know, the groups, we don't want to be liked or admired. We need it. We need to be a part of a group. It's vital for human survival. We would not be here if we did not have groups. We did not have teams. And so being able to express to somebody, oh my gosh, you're an amazing hunter. Thank you so much for bringing us food. Oh my gosh, you literally saved our lives. That's incredible. And then the next time, if something happens and I get to go out of my way to help them, it's not like we keep track. It's a, we're literally just helping each other out to survive. That first started. Now it's a, I'm taking time out to to give you a moment of my time. And that's a big deal because you only have so much of it. So long answer to a longer question. It's a huge question. So uh, can, my take can, of, can, yeah. can I address Jeff, just comment about expectations, that entitlement piece? Sure. When we go to the grocery store and we're running our groceries to the cashier, if they're just not personable, if they're flat, if they're not smiling, 
we have that attitude of entitlement. I don't know what you're grouching about because that's your job. But if they smile at you and strike up a conversation and someone's at the end bagging up your groceries for you instead of you having to bag up your groceries, that's where thankfulness comes in. You go from, yeah, you're just a checkout person to, man, you're above and beyond. Same, you're, thank you for being nice. And I'll say, how are you? And they'll say, oh, I'm great. How are you? And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's Friday. How's your day? And you have a nice conversation. But when you get those people that are Debbie Downers, then you just get into that entitlement mindset. So I always try, for me, I always try really hard to strike up a conversation and have your day, even though when you say, so how's your day? Oh, it's my Monday. I've been here since nine. Oh, that's too bad. But this could be a great day, isn't it? You try to do that because you want to get out of that entitlement mindset and get into a gratitude. Thank you both gave excellent examples of you can't be grateful and hateful at the same time. Excellent. And what does that do? What does that do when you recognize you're being hateful or somebody snaps you out of it? You start looking at the situation and looking for something that you can be grateful for. Like with Gioth, he ended up being grateful that there's other people to talk to and he made new friends and he made new connections. And when we're hateful, who, who's drawn to us? Nobody. Everybody wants to stay away. Just ask my husband when I get in a bad mood. He knows what starts on the TV and finds a game to watch or a good Western. Yes, but, Myra, whatever you say. Uh, does anybody else have anything that they want to add to this before we wrap this up? Or I am so grateful to be doing these podcasts with you guys. It is so much fun. And I'm not just saying that. I'm incredibly thankful that once a month we come together and do episodes and we get the first 30 to 60 minutes of our 40 <laughs> that is unrecorded. But, and we laugh. That's the one thing the five of us have in common is that we like to laugh. And except for Geyer. And we like to have a really great time. So I'm really grateful for three of you. I think it's just really fantastic <laughs> that we get together and do this very often. So I'll go. Thanks, Conrad. I love you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't talking about you. I'll go. Yeah, except you mentioned me by name, but that's all right. Hey, don't um, read into that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, I mean that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's back to that conscious of the benefit received part, right? How, how do we train ourselves? And this, but, but I know this is a leadership podcast, but if, and not, but, and, whether we have a title as leader or not, we're leaders. Even if you say, I'm just a, I'm a clerk at Walmart and I'm a single person and I'm really not a leader. Yeah, you're leading yourself. And so where are you going to lead yourself to? Are you going to be that Debbie Downer thing that Connor I was just talking about? Or are you going to be up and positive and have a mindset of growth and opportunity and thankfulness and, and all of that stuff? And it really is a decision. It's your one decision away from having a better life. And this isn't a better life podcast, but if you want to be a better leader, then it starts with the decision to be a better leader. And one of the things you can do next after that decision is make a conscious effort to pay attention to the benefits you're receiving everywhere we go. In um, every situation. And it's hard as it is. As yeah, hard yeah. as it is sometimes, Jeff, when we're... Everything you get up on the wrong side of the bed, you put the wrong sock on the wrong foot, and it just goes downhill from there. But I agree with stop. you, Myra, and that's and that's one of the reasons why we need. And I consider this group of people part of this. That's why we need good people in our lives 
to, to laugh with, to cry with, to challenge us, to kick us in the pants when we need that, all, all that kind of stuff, right? That's why I love this group with the exception of Conroy. You guys are awesome. Airplane. Dr. Sam, I'm what, working parting, on what parting wisdom do you have for us? Yes, both Conroy and I touched on the notion of how to receive things. So very briefly, when somebody says thank you and you accept it, we both kind of poo-pooed on no problem. So alternatives, I could help. I can be of service. If I say my pleasure, my kid accuses me of working at Chick-fil-A, which I don't. So just choose your phrasing and let people know that you hear them because what they're saying is they appreciate it and accept that as well. That's part of the whole process. And so we tell people how to be of service, do it again and again, keep serving. Make it a habit. Make it a gratitude habit. Yep. yep. Is there any other, before I sign off here, Geoff? There's a great resource. It's Sean Acor's book. The Happiness Advantage. And it talks about all of the stuff that we just talked about, but he's a professor at Harvard and has one of the most popular classes or had one of the most popular classes on happiness there. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And it will teach you all about an attitude of gratitude and how to establish the habit of gratitude. So Sean Acor's book, he's one of the people I love the most in the world in terms of my leadership and his books, The Happiness Advantage. Great book. Check it out. Thank yeah. you for that. I will put that in our show notes just for you guys' reference. And I'll also just post it on the page and in the group so that everybody has the opportunity to go check that out. So Lyra, with, I, I got to say, yeah. I'm thankful for you and I love you. And I can't believe you keep coming back every month to hang out with the four of us and do this. I'm so glad that you include me. It's just, I feel like the rose among the thorns sometimes, but also the grandma with the, with the four, four new grandkids. I'm but sure. I love y'all. I, and I love our audience and that you keep coming back here. I don't want to forget to show my appreciation for you guys taking the time to listen to us and, um, and give us feedback when you get, get the opportunity. Whether you think we're right or we're wrong, we're always grateful for any feedback you get. And you can do that at ask us at leadershipbs.co. You can send us a message on Facebook at No More Leadership BS, or you can leave us a five-star review, which is something that we would really like on Apple Podcasts so other people can find us. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off here with a goodbye and keep grateful, not hateful, as we go into to the best season of the year, our holiday season. So bye. Bye. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.